1: Rebel Guru Radio is sponsored by Cramp Medic, the most powerful cramp fighting supplement on the market.
2: I think it's an excellent product. I can honestly say for myself and this is of course a uh, difficult to say cuz it's coming from me, but I hope you take my word on it. I don't think there's anything out there better than Cramp Medic for leg cramps. I used to get them on a near daily basis, maybe every couple of days. I know that uh, when I had my motorcycle or bicycle, uh, my legs would be the worst. I would wake up in the middle of the night in pain. Uh, there have been times where I've thought about, maybe I should go to the emergency room. Since I've used Cramp medic, I probably use one serving and I will not have to reach into using this again probably for two, two and a half weeks. That is more than double what I felt was the recommended, like once for every seven days. That's how effective it is. I do think that people need to use it for two to three times to build up somehow in your in your system. We have mainly all positive reviews. Apple cider vinegar is what is going to reduce, you know, acid buildup in your muscle tissue very rapidly. Cayenne pepper is going to to expand your capillaries to move that blood into those tight cramping muscles that just do not want to let blood in there to soften it. It is very, very effective. It is going to get in there electrolytes very fast. It's going to do the job. It's just a great product. And that's what I have to say about it, crampmedic.com. The other thing I wanted to say is the Higher Balance Institute store, HBI, our higherbalance.com. Uh, we've worked very hard at reducing and slashing the pricing, trying to keep it as a mainstay price for uh, people have said over the years, it's too expensive for them and they can't afford it. Uh, I don't know what the next excuse is going to be because it is extremely affordable. Um, we're doing our best to do that. Having Cramp medic, finding other stuff to maneuver around so we can keep this thing going uh, has allowed us to bring those prices down uh we do have a lot a lot of material a lot of classes that are really excellent i feel uh You know, going probably for several dollars, some of those classes, Uh, probably at least 70, 80 percent off of what we charge, maybe even more. Uh, One thing we may do is maybe change around in the store like uh, uh, bi monthly or something, which modules we're offering because there's so many. I think people get lost in it. So if there is something you want, I strongly suggest you grab it before we start moving it around. But it will come available again. It just may take six months to a year before all those other ones start arriving. Uh, back for availability, and we're gonna start taking down some, probably to try to keep some organization to just the the bulk of uh, information there, which I'm very proud of. Um, so that's what I have to say on that. Please check out Higher Balance Institute, uh, you know, or HigherBalance.com, and uh, support Higher Balance. Please get uh, and try out uh, Cramp Medic for family, friends, anybody who has leg muscle problems or any kind of muscle problems in particular. It it truly is the best product out there. No foams, no creams. You don't have to run to the bathroom if you're working at the office to put on foams on your leg by pulling on your pants, trying to get to your legs. Uh, No need for tablets. One shot, seven days. Phenomenal.
1: If you are interested in acquiring Eric Pepin's books, visit higherbalancebooks.com.
3: Fire Balance presents Time Stepping, Part 1 of 2.
4: How many people here believe it will be possible someday in the future to travel and talk? Uh, I believe it's possible right now. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. But as far as, like, technological means of doing it, uh, or maybe know, like certain a, individuals, or a, a,
4: a variety of people. I mean, it certainly would have to be something that would be controlled. Yeah. I mean, if everybody could do it, the chances of something like that happening would be you're going mess up. Oh, sure, you could totally destroy the existence of all of us. I mean, just by intervening or meeting somebody that. Uh, That should have been somebody else's father or somebody else's mother. Or because she met them, they didn't walk across the street to have them bump into another person that they were going to bump into to have and make a relationship with the President of the United States three generations down in line. It would be that simple, that fragile. So of course it would have to be extremely controlled. And only the select few people would
5: actually be even allowed to do it. How do you know how to control something like that? you just have to walk around, not be able to not, anybody Just you with know, anybody?
4: Well, you, you, you of course will likely have to have an understanding of history and know where you shouldn't be and where you could be. Number two, you sh- would have to be anonymous. Right. You'd have to be so anonymous that nobody knew who you were, yeah. what you were doing, or anything. You'd have I'm to take to on a typical concept of um, what you were doing. You'd have to take on a job. you have to take on a whole persona of life. Without anybody ever knowing from one iota of a second that you could have possibly live from the future, there's an interesting movie I once and I, I forget the name of it, but it was these people who came from the future. And, um, they, they started a tour guide thing, and they would have people come from the future into the past and witness uh, a variety of, of different things, like when a meteorite hit a city and they killed the whole city. They would. Come and like break this like house that was above the city, so they got a the view of the whole effect. And they would do different things in the history. So I thought it was a very interesting, fascinating kind of concept. But the real question I guess I'm, I'm really going at is, is let's say you guys study with me for a long time. Let's say that you become spiritually evolved. Let's say that you become so evolved that maybe you can affect time and space. Let's say that someday in the far future, 40 years from now, think about old school, 40 years from now, you're so developed and you are within a group of people who have this kind of technology that mutually respect you because of who and what you are, and vice versa, that they give you an opportunity to go back in time to to, to look at something or observe something or to, to maybe even say to yourself, have faith, keep going doing the right thing, you've made the right decision the next question is when and now because if the future is going on the future is already happening, you're already there this is already past when would you decide it would be the right time the right place to come back in time to say something to yourself <laughs> When do you think that you would be really sure enough to appreciate yourself coming back? You can imagine that. You'd be obviously more intelligent, more around wisdom, age. How would you look at yourself right now? Would you say that you are worthy of even giving a recognition to her? Would you wait for next year, or the following year, or ten years from now? Or just say, I never want to do that because I couldn't begin to appreciate that kind of knowledge right now at that point
5: in my life at that point uh, I would have to say out the earlier like I think I'm ready now because if it the earlier then that would be like the better motivation like it's got you know what I'm saying to have the more time to better myself to get to that point and I mean, something as profound as seeing myself as an old man I come back to talk to me I think at least where I'm
4: at I'd appreciate that so you, you think you'd be ready now you think that in your age or your older wisdom that you'd say 1997 month of July the date of the 28th of July yeah. I'm going to make my presence small I walk down out to my car by myself to go get something out of the truck to show her I'm going to appear and have a little conversation with myself
5: very much so
4: actually why not
5: why not why not why not
4: six months ago? Why, not, why not why not why wouldn't you already have done it for yourself already six months ago well I don't know I'm not controlling that right now the idea is see yeah. what you will be and how you will make those decisions. That's what I want. I don't I any um, anybody have any input on that?
5: Just exactly what you said is that I would have to like, be at that kind of level of wisdom to know exactly what would be the best place and the best time, to know which, what would be the best move as to how it would affect me the greatest. But we don't know
4: that. If, if you got to the point where you could go back and talk to yourself, wouldn't that change the fact that it would change your life and then you wouldn't maybe get to the point where you could go back because it would work? Absolutely. That would be a major factor. Your presence might be the catalyst that totally destroys whatever future you have. Maybe it would remove the fact of the drive or the will to reach enlightenment some pivotal peak of, of, of enrichment, figuring, well, what the hell, I know I'm going to make it anyway. And by that simple factor of thought prevents you from actually ever achieving it. You must think of the massive amount of considerations that for you to say so quickly, yeah, 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 shows that you would never choose now as the moment. If you had the wisdom, and knowledge, of what we're really discussing right now, You could never tell another soul that you met yourself. Because if you did, A, you could either be insane, or B, you would simply affect the decisions and thoughts of people that haven't come to any conclusions. They would now have new thoughts and new conclusions, all proposed on the certain fact that you can travel through time, you came back, and you said, This is what happened. So, I don't think. that if I was in the future, and I said, gee, if I wanted to really make an impact on my students, where and when would I want to re-show up in the future to present myself to them, and how would I do that? So we put in a little bit of thought, a few seconds, and coming to the conclusion, wouldn't it be wiser to, to travel through time with an inconspicuous friend or partner? It could even be your wife in the future which nobody has met yet, or a husband, who lives in some other country that you're only going to meet 20 years from now. And have that person at the most troubling point of your life intervene for one second and say, as a stranger to you out of the clear blue, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be just fine. Trust me. And of course you would be standing off in some distant part of the street behind a car or a van or a park lot observing the conversation with only then as you're watching the memories created in your own mind that moment that you experience to your husband in the future, and everybody say hello to you, although you didn't know the memory. Does everybody catch that? <laughs> in a sense, deja vu. So which is a very good point. Is it deja vu or is it you intervening on your own? history, your own time, your own moment right here, right now. So you believe it to be digital because everything logical would say it was digital. But yet, it was you manipulating yourself from the future. Yes, angles are very important. Remember, we also live in a universe where there is truly no right and no wrong. Everything is argumentative, everything is incomplete, and everything can be taken from a completely different perspective. So yes, we have to look at it from different angles. We have to look at it so meticulously it will prove right here, right now, if you really even it. This very conversation is pivotal to your history. For the next 50 years, for so. This very moment, this very discussion that you may reflect on 50 years from now, and decide that is when it would have been the best time to have done this. That day, that hour, that week, that month. Now, let me propose something even more interesting too. Let's say that physically traveling through time would be a little bit too advanced for us, but we did discover with ample thought through psychic means, per se, of mentalism. That we could project knowledge from the future into the past, that we receive this knowledge, although we don't know what it's from. And all of a sudden we seem to comprehend and understand this much faster, much more easily, through an unknown source.
5: So, what deja vu is? Could you be using
4: yourself in your dreams at that point? Yes. Dreams, deja vu or something else. Everybody has what is considered an inner thought. An inner thought is kind of like your alter ego in your mind. Have you ever had a conversation with yourself and you pretend that the other self is something more knowledgeable than you, like a father figure or a spiritual figure or a wise figure? And nobody really actually admits to this. But there's like this other part of you that almost counsels you like a second person that you create within your own mind. For like my soul my rational Okay, that's fine. But it is still a secondary stage of mind. Now, we know through psychology you can have over a hundred forms of personalities in your mind. Do you know that? If you are literally a multi faceted person. You really are what is would be diagnosed as a multi personality person. So, what else can say? More or less. But we are socially acceptable because we are the men. You, you, there's times you feel foolish, there's times you feel like a super-being, there's times you feel artistic, there's times you feel like a crap, there's times you, Why aren't you just one of those? Why do you consistently fluctuate through different characters over the time? They're still all rooted to the core of you, but there's a variety of conscious thinking going on. But what if one of those inner consciousness was you from the future? Was you broadcasting thought from the future to help you cope with your life. To be there for the one time that you knew that there was nobody else really there for you. And so you sent yourself from the future to the past. To be there for yourself.
3: Interesting? Do you think it's also possible to go the other way?
4: Well, actually, for me, that's a very good statement. I will bring up my next point. That ready for your brings to John. Moving backwards to now is no more different than moving forward from now to the future. It's all one thing. It's all the same thing. Think about it. If the future is already written and the past is already written, What difference does it make where you are is only one thing that matters. Realization. When you can realize this thought and it makes logic, you are partially enlightened. You are no longer a part of the future or of the past. By having realization, time stops. Although it appears that it's moving, you just simply choose to function in the hallway. Basically, uh,
5: sure. Is it possible for us to, like, okay, now knowing this, project a message to us in the past year uh, to help us move along? Correct. But uh-huh. so then
3: this is also controllable you know what you're it's, yes.
4: it's absolutely fully controllable with an amount of time of, of training. In 1990, or probably about 1989, I sent to myself a conscious thought at a very troubling point of my life from 1989 to 1980. Um, at a certain point when I was sitting out in a field on a uh, stone wall, and it was like a grassy uh, area of stuff, and um, I was going through a perplexing moment, and I hurt myself, instruct myself clearly as to how to deal with the situation Uh, of which I dealt with it. It worked out perfectly and only later in the future had I thought reflected on that moment and said if I could only do this I wouldn't. I sat down and I attempted a certain method of thought to do that, to broadcast it which reoccurred at that time. So I corrected a part of my life that not necessarily would have went that way. But do you understand if I sent from the future to the past to change something, then I must do it again in the future and remember that I did it. If I don't remember that I did it, I won't do it. It won't never happen. That sounds like long time <laughs> The future and the past are one and the same, if you can understand that. If you choose now to change your past, then... Your past has already changed, and therefore, it's affected you present. We, it's already happened. Yeah.
5: Couldn't Couldn't we like throw ourselves off though? Project one message so strongly and totally. I mean, all so be more of a sudden, we morph into something completely different. Yeah, that's
3: something too. Is it, is it physically also? Or is it just spiritually and emotionally?
4: The most the most advanced way of communicating in the universe, and I do mean multiple universes to any alien species or human being, in my opinion, is emotion. Verbalization is no different than grunting or smoothing or whatever else, okay? It is a very limited form of communication. We have X amount of words, and every year we develop new words for things that we don't have ways of describing. Other cultures have limited amount of words. Other cultures have vast amounts of words that we don't even compare to, like, the Chinese, or say they have over thousand more words than we have for our descriptions of everyday life. That's um, what So the point is, is that when you convey something, you can convey words, but let's say that words, when they travel through time and space, become distorted, because they're not designed to travel through time and space. But emotion, emotional feeling. Can be sent like a compressed database of volumes of knowledge, a simple feeling can be impacted into you, and your mind will naturally understand and, and, and develop and create whatever this whole experience mentioned you. you will sit and ponder on it until you understand it fully. So it's like giving a whole conversation and in a moment's feeling, you just have to reflect on it. Am I making sense out of any So, it's a, it's a very interesting concept, and it's, um, it's fascinating when you, when you think about it. The, the largest and biggest point was that I wanted to make to you is, is that are you happy where you are now? Do you think that you are intelligent enough and spiritually evolved enough compared to where you will be in the future that you would choose now instead of next year or the year after, or five years or ten years from now? That this is the one moment that you would choose to appear to yourself, and you can truly—not just yeah, yeah, okay—but truly comprehend that moment. And that's what I want you guys to reflect on: is to to think, am I worthy enough? Am I am I am I have I been honorable enough? have I, been, have I really spiritually? lifted myself to such a point in what I know the knowledge and practice, what I know that I would deserve and say to myself, this is the most honorable biblical point of my life that got me to where I am. That this is the point where it really began to happen. And that's what I'm trying to say, is that if you chose that time, if you had an entire lifetime to choose from, and you can only pick one moment, where when you would you pick one this is purely hypothetical. We haven't really decided we're do multiple. Because the more times you interject yourself, the more times you take a greater risk of damaging whatever you need to <laughs> Now, it's very interesting because there would be a lot of ways of, of doing something like
3: this. It's not an open forum, you guys call it this. It brings me to the story of um, the
4: mountain climbers that I brought up two years before uh, in Washington State. They were climbing the, the mountain cliffs, and um, they found what looked like a geode, which is a stone that when they cut it open, has like crystals in it. And they brought it back with them. And this is on top of course. And what happened was that uh, several weeks or months later, they decided to cut the geode open just for the hell of it. And uh, they kept breaking the sauce going through it. And um, what happened was they ended up bringing it to this like, machine shop that had like this special diamond drill thing, you know, whatever, and cut it open and cut it open. And what they found inside was not, of course, crystal or any crystalline anything. What they found inside of it was actually a spark plug from a 1947 tractor um, from a farm. And it's like a, they're really big at that time of the ancients. And uh, don't quote me exactly in the year something. And the amazing part is how did it end up getting the stone? One of the things they did is they carbonated the stone, and the stone was something like over 100,000 or a million years old but it was encased in it. Uh, question what was the yeah. stone that became that uh, yeah. well, was followed from it? It was a spark plug. Uh, it was a spark, spark plug. It was a spark plug, it was stone. Anyway, um, so the, the point is, is, that how did that spark plug become encased in this stone, thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago, if not millions? And if so, I mean, there's a lot of hypothetical things we could run across that possibly and the reason why we largely having to do with time. Um, but one of the things I, I wanted to say, because this is something that we brought up before I, I mentioned to you guys, what if one of those college students who were climbing that rock stone put the spark plug right there in the of the stone to suggest a concept that this person would only figure out five or seven years later thinking about the stone that he and what would it spark within him for an idea or a concept in the future? I mean, if, if you were going to affect the past, wouldn't you be absolutely cunning? you have to be brilliant. you have to be brilliant. So, so hard, it's important. It's important. I'm saying maybe that it's an endeavor, a modern way, that it's a form of knowledge that when you think about it, 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 and eventually you. To a conclusion that anybody would come to if they thought about it long, that it always leads down the same path that not who thinks about it. They might start off with a different concept, but eventually, after you think about it for such a long time, that it's of a map, a dimensional map, thought as a concept that takes on a path to a direction that ends up somewhere Any questions? So, that's one thing I wanted you guys to think about. I thought it was really important that you guys reflect on, on where you're going with, with everything that I'm teaching you. And if you really think that you're applying it, and instead of having me as your teacher, decision maker, judge, uh, whether you're qualified or not, for you to really ponder on yourself and to say, am, am I really ready? And what can I do to do more, to be more ready? That's really yeah. the the highest thing. certainly would be burden on the moon. Yeah, compared to the Mandela.
5: And Mandela is. Well, I know what Mandela is. Well, I guess for everybody, but um, can you like explain exactly what Mandela is and what you are really trying to get to?
4: Well, the Mandela that I'm getting to is what I'm just saying, Is is that if you do not provoke thought in your mind, you will become stagnant water. Water that does not move is death. It creates a bacteria that poisons. It. it attracts mosquitoes that create malaria. It's death. When the water begins to move, it, it, it cleans, it cycles. The point is, is that you must have philosophy in your mind. If you do not limber your mind now, how will you ever leap this universe to another one? So we mental simulation. Mental thought, mental thought, mental stimulation. But remember what I said: brain thoughts are electrons. The brain uses the energy to think; it uses electricity. We have electrical currents all over our body. You can touch yourself; it's an electrical current shoots to your brain back and forth and tells you this is what you experience. It tells you all of the data that you are experiencing: touch, smell, taste, hearing, everything is collected into electricity, travel through all of these smell, taste, hearing, and everything is converted to electricity, your soul is made of energy. It is made of electricity. You're physical, but you're hot-wired into this machine. You are two dualities. You are flesh and blood. You are energy merged to coexist. By this effect alone, we know that the body is simply designed to let the soul experience this dimension. The soul can't smell, taste, hear, or anything. It's energy. This world doesn't even exist. You can't even touch it. But through this, this vessel, you can experience this dimension. Thought is just as much a sense that provokes an experience. When this data is brought in, part of the mechanism that, that makes it a part of your soul is why would it be converted into energy in the first place? For what purpose? Why not store it as a chemical base? Do you follow me? It's storing it as energy because it's, it's making you bigger. It's like food. We eat food for the body, but thought and collective knowledge is turned into electricity because it feeds the soul. The soul becomes a higher tone. It's like taking the frequency of a radio and going, and the higher you go, the higher the total of your spirit. The more that you can conceive, the more thought, the more data you take in becomes energy. When I say to you that most human beings have a low... Home. they're just push-button robots. They're like little red cells in the body. They're workers. And the white cells are the, the dimensional cells. They are the cells that defend the body. They are the cells that have wisdom. They remember other battles from, from fighting viruses. They remember experiences. Red cells don't. So they grow. They become more more powerful over time. cells. So the point is, is that what I'm suggesting to you is, is that instead of thinking about the mundane things of life, what TV tells you, you don't you don't think about TV. TV happens to you. Life happens to you.
5: It doesn't Somebody
4: calls to you so and says, hey, you want a job. I mean, it, it, you didn't happen to it. It happened to you. Everything in this world happens to you. The only thing that doesn't happen to you is if you invoke thought. If You invoke your mind, not your brain. The brain is the machine that's running all of this. Your emotions, your thoughts, your everything you don't even think about doing. It invokes your mind. Your mind raises your tone. By me having this discussion with you raises your tone so that you're more of a white cell than you are a red cell. That you are living and existing in the moment and now, rather than just flopping and, and being a, a rigorous in everyday life. That the simple fact, what I said to you guys earlier, that if you can become aware of the moment, time no longer affects you. It's all interconnected, everything that I discussed. That you have to realize that you can't just go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You you have to sit there and go, oh, my God, I see the logic of it, and it'll happen to you sooner or later if you think about the Mandela. The Mandela is, is what I just discussed with you. It's all this knowledge that is condensed, and as you think about it and you apply it to your other thoughts, it just makes things all link together, and you go, Oh my God, you start having the brainstorm, and it starts making more and more sense with everything else you've thought about. You just were missing that piece. That's a
5: okay. If
4: I do not stimulate thought for you to think about, you will be stagnant. My energy is of a higher resignation. I am a giant tuning fork. Everybody knows what a tuning fork is. I have been banged, and I am... Sounding a vibration that is very hot. You guys are all in a lower tonal and you guys are sitting here waiting for something to happen to you. If I say nothing, and I do nothing, and I choose not to have you in my home, I do choose not to have you in my life, and I choose not to speak to you on this level. Instead, I choose to speak to you on, hey, have you watched TV lately? Did you see the car chase on there? What happened today? Um, how's your job going? Yeah, my father used to do cool stuff, or I can speak to you on this level. And that's sending a tonal line. And if you watch two tuning ports, one that's resonating and one that's not, it's up in vibration. Sound travels. You put your hand on the speaker. You hear the sound. you your tone. It's actually a physical thing. Well, energy and consciousness is much the same. That, that by me invoking thought, I'm creating energy right now. I'm creating and sending forth energy that you are experiencing. And it is raising your tone. The higher your tunnel, the more you look around, the more you understand, the more you become something dimensional as, as a spiritual being or a super being, rather than a common human being. So are saying that the linear timescape has been
5: interjected to the human body, and once we can get above, raise our tunnel enough that we
4: realize that we are not even the human body. Well, I want you to think about something. Let's back up. Let's talk about time. Let's forget about time. Let's say, what does measure time? Well, how do we measure time? We measure Distance. time by deterioration. We don't measure it by distance. We could measure it by distance. But but it's it's measured by distance by the fact of deterioration. How long will I exist from point A to point B until I can't go any further? Or how long will a mountain exist before it deteriorates into a valley? Or how long will I physically live before my body becomes aged and withered and dies and goes back to the earth from whence it came? Everything is a level of deterioration, which is actually created by free electrons. Free electrons pull the molecules apart piece by piece slowly you begin to teuterius. Does that matter too. kind of like gauges? No. My point is this. We were discussing time, he says time doesn't matter, and I said You're right, it doesn't matter. From nothing comes nothing. Where did this all come from? Where did time, space, the universe, all the planets, where did the material, the building blocks, come from? Vacuum. Okay. But yes, it is a vacuum, and it comes from in actuality. Electrons, okay? And in essence, that is where the first building blocks of energy came in slowly over the billions of years. But even the free electrons come from nothing. So the truth of the matter is, is that we know that molecules are solidified for us because we are moving at the same rate. Our molecules are moving at the same rates as these molecules. So it's like driving in a car. You can watch the other cars do 80 miles per hour and see nothing but a flash but if you get in a car and you're moving any miles per hour also and you're driving next to the other car can you not experience wave to the kids in the other car yeah. watch them kick their nose <laughs> watch the lady flip through the magazine you probably need to see the cover of the magazine but as soon as you slow down your frequency the car as frequency bypasses becomes an unreality thing no longer can you experience there are multiple dimensions this dimension and the one that we are in now is a, a vibration it's really not solid. We know this from quantum physics. But we accept it as solid because we can comprehend nothing else. When we can truly comprehend that it's really not solid, then you no longer have to abide by the rules of this dimension and you can walk on water like Christ did. You can heal the sick. And you can raise mountains with one hand as Christians did. But if you think for an iota of a moment and you question that, thus the matter will become the same tonal as you and it will have its causal effect. Just say different dimensions are all they are is matter vibrating at different speeds? There is no such thing. Truly as matter. Matter well, is only matter because we, we move it the same way. Is that the other dimensions are or whatever vibrating at different Correct. speeds? So if you can change the thought of your consciousness, you change the vibration of your body. That's how I've done the things I've done, how I've walked through walls in front of students how I've done miracles from levitation to, to entities, to, to, to you name it. It's all done through manipulating dimension. What I choose to accept is my reality and what I don't choose is my reality. And I can affect something right now to small tiny spots or something great and huge. And that's what Krishna did, that's what Buddha did, that's what Moses did, that's what Nularabha what did, that's what Christ did, that's what they all have done. But you must really discipline your mind. You must question the reality of of what you have been given as being the face of what is. And you can't say, I choose not to believe. You must really understand why you don't believe. And it must make absolute infinite you.
5: Of uh, our reality.
4: Let me let me Does explain something to the Dimension one. Yes, but, but it goes more than that. See, because other people, do really become to I don't want to say like near or, or something like that? So we'll just try to extract that as much as we can. But listen to what I'm saying. You all keep you on this dimension. But if you believe that one of you can do something and the mass of your thought works with that person, like you're pouring all of your electricity into this person, he converts it to make something happen. That's how Christ did what he did. You he yeah, uh, yeah, had his followers, his disciples, disciples his believers, until he got so evolved he didn't need them. But it was, it was kind of a, of a crushing thing. I'm trying to point something out to you. You see, Christ could do all sorts of miracles. I mean, he did things all the time, didn't he? He raised the dead. So he so walked he in water. for for like a twelve energy harnesses or whatever yes like, but the people projectors. you see he sent them out to work the people up to build the belief before he arrived in the town they were all expecting all these miracles and they believed it was a much more naive time also so he's building up the energy no, correct so he could do all these miracles when he went to his hometown he couldn't do one miracle because yeah, the they didn't believe this is are Joseph the carpenter son Jesus you worked with my son building their own house how can you be the messiah he couldn't do one miracle they refuse to believe. It. So this is an interconnected thing that has to do with dimensions. "Oh so, yes, it's very interesting. It's very thoughtful. In order for you to to move to the higher levels, we must be able to comprehend the truth. Now we can talk about paganism, we can talk about new age stuff, we can talk about meditating, or we can talk about this. But none of that's going to get you from point A to point B, unless you really understand how it really all works. If you understand how it really works, then you can do it. On like general um,
5: not necessarily general but like how it looks like a breach history and how like speech and talking
4: stuff is like a good a good thing to look at you use like a basic knowledge of how a lot of energies work and like, um, it's, things
1: like
4: that. It's good, but it's not good. Okay? For instance, let's say we found now life on Mars. Okay? Which we think we have found microorganisms. Let's forget about all the other stuff and aliens and everything else. Let's just talk microorganisms. Stephen Hawking says the possibilities of being life in the universe are absolutely zilch. Now we found that he's wrong. What does that do to his figures? It totally destroys everything he just said. Number two, you can only comprehend something by comparing it to something you already know. Do you follow me so far? It's very deep now, okay? That's how human beings think. We bridge thought. I see these, these shoes, and from these shoes, I see the plastic, and I analyze both of them. From that, I create plastic sneakers. From that, I create plastic sneakers with little lenses through so that the light goes through to kill the bacteria, per se. It grows on your feet through a form of photosynthesis. Do you see You bridge the thought, you bridge the thought, you bridge the thought. If I want to conceive the universe, I can only use the bridges that this little tiny speck of a fucking shithole compared to the universe to comprehend all of it. Forget it. Math is an excellent tool, but it is a limited tool. Therefore, Stephen Hawkins is brilliant, because he's trying to bridge in the most highest level of bridging that we can comprehend. That's right. But the truth of the matter is, it will be forever flawed, like us far finding far. life now on Mars in a microorganism level, because it could never happen according to all things we understand as far as that. So, to say that we want to trust what Stephen Hawking says, I say read it, study it, absorb it. I have. Okay, brief history of time, and blah, 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 blah. The point is that it's good data but you must always remember in the back of your head there are greater possibilities that's it when i believe it was apollo i think one of the, the satellites we pro to be sent out to the universe um i had made some predictions about what it, what, what was out there also and I was highly accurate but the point is I, I don't really want to go into me right now but the point is that we could only conceive or imagine that all the other worlds were similar to our gaseous planets. But one of the things that was discovered when it went by one of the planets, I think, Pluto, that it had volcanoes. But the volcanoes were not spewing up fire. It was spewing up uh, uh, liquid ice. I forget the name of it, nitrous or whatever it is. But it was literally rivers of liquid ice. So we couldn't conceive that conception until so we've seen it and we have to accept in all of our aridity our arrogance that there's just things we can't even imagine I mean we can imagine it but it doesn't fit in our connection of connecting things to come to a conclusion that there are just things that we will never be able to comprehend until we go to other worlds so we have a larger database of connecting the dots in our heads and we use that database to kind of figure out the galaxy and figure out all the galaxy and then maybe we can start working on other universes but it's, it's never ending there is Consistently, things that that we can imagine, but we would never be able to connect it and prove scientifically until we get there and we just have to accept well, there it is, so now we better figure it out. How can that be? Because it is there, so we can't find it. Okay?
3: So, besides studying from you or something that is giving us information, how can we find knowledge that will bridge us into an enlightened state?
4: I don't think that there's any easy way, because the biggest problem with human beings is that you guys go down the path, you're perpetually lazy. Human beings do not want to, to evolve. You guys are, are actually organisms made from this planet that have specific functions. Live, make, and die. That's it. That's your purpose, just like any other creature on this planet. It's to procreate. That's about it. Just because human beings now are building houses and electricity, whatever, is no big thrill. I mean, animals have been building their shelters for dance for and finding their methods to do something. They evolve technologically also over time. They find out new ways of cracking open seashells and new ways to find things and new things to, to deal with enemies. It's constantly adapting. So we compare ourselves as well, we're the best, we're the greatest. Okay, fine. But compared to everything else, it's nothing. So the point is, is that you really have everything against you because your brain is telling you to go to sleep. It's boring or it starts battling, telling you about all the things you got to do in life and whatever, and then the mind has to somehow survive through all this so the odds are highly against you too the second problem is, is that whenever you guys read something the biggest thing that gets me upset is, is that because of the way the brain is designed it's like reading a, a book on the vampire Lestat for instance you read the vampire Lestat and what happens Do you want to be a vampire you think like a vampire you walk outside and how you perceive outdoors now is in the way that the book has presented the reality this will linger in you for, for weeks, because you can't feed it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't continue the, the cycle. There's not a club or a group that you can go to that are all vampire figures and coming up with new stories and, and playing in it. So you, so you kind of dies off as a, as a thing, and you're forced to go back to your normal way of life. The problem is, is time that you guys read a book, all of a sudden, that's the one. That's the thing. That's the belief. That's the way to go. Because your brain tells you, it it indulges itself, just like it does in the fictional book, that it's not really you that's making this decision, it's chemicals. Anything that's shown to you a certain amount of times, you go through withdrawal and you don't see it no more. That's a chemical response in your brain. You guys are machines. That when you have a thought and you indulge in the thought and you create the visualization, your mind or your brain doesn't know the difference between what we're seeing right now and what you imagine when you're reading the book. So it's a reality to your brain and it wants to relate to that. So you read the Bible, and this is how people become so converted into the Bible. Because what did I say was the problem? Why you can't continue as a vampire? Because there's no vampire groups to go to, right? So you can't continue the fantasy. But if you read the Bible, Uh, you go to church, it's a never ending, you're 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 stuck. It's like a snake biting its tail. You will always think like this because it's constantly being fed to you over and over. You have a a place to kind of get reveled into it. This is so the Buddhist reads the Buddhist stuff, and he goes to the Buddhist temple. And the Krishna's do the Krishna thing, they go to the higher Christian temples. This is why you must always be absolutely careful to let your mind truly be open, to truly be an intelligent person. that think person who knows the secret. They know it. And they allow themselves to fluctuate through different thinking, so that's the only way that you can keep yourself from stagnating. So, yeah, there's stuff out there. The problem is it's very dangerous for human beings to how they indulge in certain things. But now that we're opening online
3: today, isn't that what the whole purpose
4: is? Yes. But the whole purpose is to say that when you reach a certain level then I say go for it. But until I think that that that, that it's not that time that I'm not going to suggest, although I'm not going to mention it um, it's just not what, they, what I think is the, the time. You'll find that with everything that I discuss right now, we've discussed a, a multitude of different, thinking, different philosophies already, which would never happen they would all discuss their way of accepting things, but the, the what I do is to have a vast amount of diversity, and that diversity allows you to understand the entire universe and how to build your own self, your own beliefs. Next question. I'm saving you, do you just know? <laughs> saving your soul right now from the Christians, and from the Buddhists, and from the Jehovah Witnesses and everybody else. I'm saving. Wasn't this question? How about
5: that? Religion <laughs> bashing. <laughs> 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 oh no, I've got a whole twenty hours of that. Um, do you guys have any questions? Isn't, am I boring you guys? Do you find this
4: interesting? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 yeah, it's you know, interesting. You like verbalizing and all this stuff that's going on. So I think like what I think is, like, like you're saying, you, like, no matter what point you take it from it, it, all of this one snack. Right, but remember what I said earlier? No, that's it. What I said earlier, do you guys recall what I said earlier about about there is no right and no wrong in the universe? Mm -hmm. So it's it's, it's agreeing with what you're saying now.
3: This concludes Time Stepping, Part 1 of 2. Higher Balance presents Time Stepping, Part 2 of 2
4: awakening or reaching enlightenment is that you must never allow yourself to stagnate if you stay in one particular method of thinking for too long you're going to get trapped you're going to become like it's, it's like one of my students ryan one of is in Hawaii right now his brother who was really not religious or whatever got hooked up with some christians that were christians they got him into doing the bible thing and he decided okay i'll read a little bit he read a little bit and they got to do a little bit more a little bit more and now he's transfixed into it. Now he's going to the meetings, he's going to the classes, he's doing this, he's doing that. So now he's totally absorbed in this, and that's all he'll ever know, because he's incapable now of really stepping out of it. And I think one of the biggest things that you guys always must remember that you must have fluidity to walk dimensionally in between. That's a big word around here, in between. There's something you guys are that you must have the validity of mind. This is purely what I teach, is validity. It's purely what I extract from all philosophies, all points of view, that it's so limber, it's, it's incredible. Um, you need this limberness so that you can really see the truth, the truth of, of different religions and philosophies and concepts and theories, that there's a little truth to all of them. And then there's a lot of bullshit to all of it, too. Anything that comes out of a human being's mouth is usually 90% lie, so always remember that. Um, we have a natural habit for distorting the truth, um, no matter how honorable something is. So, keeping this in mind, uh, does anybody else have any kind of questions or whatever? So it goes right back to what I was saying about time. You must reflect on these things. You must reflect on these things because by reflecting on them, by reflecting in future and thinking what you will be like looking back at yourself. Do you see this duality? Isn't that an amazing thought? You now have to think how you would believe that you would think in your most mature advanced state and ask yourself, what would I think of myself now? Which is very hard to do because you, you really truly can't do it. That's the point. But you, you give yourself a cutting edge because you analyze stuff now in yourself and you go, wow, I, would, I wouldn't I like this about myself. I suppose I might like that. I suppose I would want to change this and that. But nobody can be a better critic for yourself than yourself. So you so say basically to be able to generate a thought our we are
5: great open, though, to the conception of us in the future and being able for the message to get through
4: now. By That's right. Open what would you say to yourself right now? What would you say to yourself? would you think that you're worthy right now or would you say I was a young, stupid fuck right then and I really didn't appreciate what I had in front of me?
5: But still, I mean, even though no matter how young and we are, I mean, don't you think if we saw ourselves as an old person come up to us, don't you think that would just What would it mean be, to you? What, what it would be a completely think? reality-altering shock. I mean, everything that so I would have pre- So big deal.
4: So big deal. So big what deal. That, what are you going to do with
5: it? I'd listen to whatever the hell I told myself.
4: And what would you do with it if you didn't have the capability of really appreciating what you'd have to say? I would say to myself, I'd rather wait until I'm 30 before I even did that to myself. I'd rather wait until I was 40, well, really, I before see, I, I see did can see myself. that Not when that. I was
5: 19, 20 years I I old. I can see that aspect of it, but I'm saying from where I stand, I think the more time that I, I have But you're wrong, because it.
4: you're thinking selfishly. Mm-hmm. And I want to prove it to you. You're being selfish now because you think that you're all that now. You think well, that you I'm not saying that. Know, the correct answer saying. would be is I would probably think to myself I've had a lot more growing to do and I would probably wait five or ten years down the road before I was really ready to give the pearls to myself But I'm willing to admit now that I probably really couldn't appreciate that experience to the maximum and of what let's, it let's remember that
5: there's no right no wrong here, right? And I can see your point. I can see your point that maybe that I shouldn't throw my own pearls before and it's a swine now. But I mean, in all honesty, from where I'm coming from, in my mind, if I saw myself as an old if fucking man, dead, we're not over say a dimension of and I pop out, If you I'm saw like, hey, yourself,
4: we're asking if you would choose now, now, if you would choose now of how you perceive yourself in the future. That's why I'm asking. Not if it just happened. Of course, it would, that would be great for all of us. But you... Being a responsible spiritual being, evolving yourself right now, reflecting on your responsibilities if you ever have any effect on the world. What demonstration can you give us now of stating how, how and when you would choose a point in your life? Would you choose it now? You do and you don't. You have to project yourself there. You have to let your mind go there and really... He said, "I've tapped into my intelligence in the future, so it can that's tell me when to choose." That's right. Me. That's what I'm proposing mm-hmm. to all of you. Okay. So I'll be open to myself in the future. Every action you do now, when you are older, you will reflect on, it. you are living the future right now, because you're writing the future. The only difference is, is that you—the key here are functioning in the world. The world is happening to you right now if you're not thinking about how you're going to reflect on yourself today, 50 years from now. But if you think about what you're doing now, what you're going to think 50 years from now, as you remember this moment, right here, right now, as old, we're 50 years in the future, looking back and remembering this conversation. What are you going to think? Okay. What are you going to do about it now? I want you to think about something. Life and knowledge. Life is a limited amount of time. It's limited. You're going to die. There's two things you're guaranteed in life. That you're going to be born and there's only one other guarantee you have that's an absolute guarantee that you're going to die. Physically speaking, that's your guarantee. Those are two guarantees you have in life. Accepting that then you have to assume that you have a limited amount of time to accumulate a fuel that's going to decide what you will be when you die, if you even exist after death, according to what we do. B, how will you function? Will you be a being that can move freely through time and space and dimension and choose your next destination? Or will you be pushed around like a hockey puck through the karmic oceans to your next destination? Or will you simply just dissipate Every decision you make now, 50 years from now, will decide what you bank out. What is your checking account filled with? How much did you earn? What are you going to buy with that? That's right. What are you going to do with the knowledge? All the knowledge you accumulate now, all the pondering that you do, is going to pay off later. Are you doing as much as you could now to plan on your future. It's like your retirement, it's like buying a home, it's like thinking about your future right now. Where are 10 years from now, are you gonna say, if only 10 years ago I started saving? I mean, think about something now. 10 years ago you were how old? Everybody say out loud. 10. Okay. If you saved $5 a week for the last 10 years, And all of a sudden, the bank says at the age of whatever you are now, you can have that money. Would you be thankful that you did it right now? Right here, right now in your life, when you think about what you have, wishing you had a car, you could fix the car, you could get a better car, or you wish you had closer money to go to school or whatever. Would you say thank you to yourself 10 years ago and say, I am so thankful to that person who I was then, that I was smart enough to think about me in the future? And that's what you have to think about right now. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That everything you do spiritually right here, right today, is going to determine if you make enlightenment or not. If you are going to become an enlightened being, if you are going to become a being that can come back to this world and teach others, that is going to fight other dark beings, that is going to to contribute something to this world, is all being decided right here in this room July 28th, 1997, it has now been invoked in your mind and has been said. So if you never do it, never cry, 40 years from now, 50 years from now, and say, what a fucking fool I was, you had your chance. That's what I'm saying. Because you understood. You understood what this moment meant. You understand. You understand right now. Do you know what the bitch about it is? Almost all of you guys will forget by tomorrow morning. Go right back to your normal, everyday, and then just, that's the pitch. And you know what else I can guarantee you? I can make you another guarantee. I can guarantee you, 40 or 50 years from now, no matter what the outcome is, you're going to remember this discussion and you're going to remember how very bright I really was and how you wish. You really, really did more than what you did. That's what's on this. only then will you really, really be able to appreciate what you're saying. Of course, you know, it's like the rabbi. Now, I'm not Jewish, but I have a great respect for thousands of years of thinking and culture these people. Have. And the rabbis, who are very rich in wisdom, will say to the people who want to read the Kabbalah, let me read it, let me read it, and they say, no, you can't read it until you're 50 years old. It's not until you're 50 years old are you really it. Because you won't even begin to understand what it's saying. You might as well say it's Chinese. You can read the words, but you can't feel what it says. You know what the meaning of what it is? Very
3: good. So then, you're... In other words, if we can project into repeat unknown,
4: no, no, we you like have to repeat things many, many, many times. It's called refining.
3: If we can uh, project into our growth of the future, then we can save time and be able to learn more knowledge by the time we can do that. You accumulate
4: like five times, ten
3: times, a hundred times more. So where do we start? I mean, I know it's an individual thing, but, and we're all what's the exercise. Stage. What's the exercise? How the hell do we do (laughs) it? The exercise
4: is hope, want, desire, will. Will, will, will. You learn it out. You make sure you show up on time. You think about the things I say. You listen to the tapes over and over again think about what was I trying to say. Every time you listen to the tapes, you will hear something new. It will take you to a higher level, I promise you. Every time you listen to it, I promise you, you'll get something more out of it than the first time you heard it. There is a technique, obviously, when you meditate, when you do certain things. You know what? I'm, let me explain something to you. When you meditate, even in your meditation, you can only bridge the highest level that you can. Even though you're not doing it willfully, it just kind of happens, spiritually speaking, okay? by understanding the philosophical things that I am discussing with you allows you to bridge your meditations across universes. Just by understanding what I'm saying to you now. A lot of people say to me, well, Eric, I want to be able to walk through a wall like you did. Or, Eric, I want to be able to move objects like you did. Or, Eric, I want to be able to do psychic things like you did. Or, Eric, I want to have the knowledge from wherever you get this knowledge. I want to be able to tap that same source. Show me the technique. I'm giving you the technique. If you can comprehend what I am saying, you simply just know how to do it. There's not really a formula to doing it. It just makes sense to you one day. If if I change you a pair of shoes, if you've never seen shoes before in your life, you've only been barefoot your whole life, and I show you these shoes, can you comprehend with the knowledge that I have verbalized to you what to do with them?
5: Whoa, oh God. Oh God.
4: But it makes sense, don't it? Yeah, for And me. you can use them, and then you can do things with them. When I am talking to you guys and I am speaking to you and I'm trying to make you guys conceive things that you guys have never really thought very deeply on, all of a sudden you're gonna go, you're gonna go, wow, now now this makes logic and then you're going to start doing stuff you're going to start seeing shit moving through the walls you're going to start being able to feel other people's insides you're going to be able to heal people because it's going to, you're just going to know what to do it's just going to make common sense the way you look at those shoes it's intuition no, beyond intuition, you just know
5: well, so is, is so putting intuitive.
4: the shoes on intuition or does it just make sense
5: well it's logical but, but why
4: does it make logic? because you've bridged a lot of concepts until so you got to the point that you've
5: made sense. Of. Well, what I'm talking about like what you're saying, like this profound thing about like, healing people, I think it's more of a soul intuition of your soul telling you how to do it with like, your logical mind. Now. Your
4: soul tells you you want to heal. It doesn't tell you how to heal. That's the difference. So you're saying that your logical rational mind is nice to you how to heal? You, you, Because even as an energy being you're a logical and intelligent also. It's a fundamental of the universe. It's included in forever. You're constantly thinking. That's what, what you chose this body for.
3: And also, in connection with the universe, how if we project out um, information or we project out um, energy into the universe, it also comes back to us.
4: Well, that I call sampling. If you send something out, you can't have an empty amount of space technically. So if you send energy out, it's, it's something else moves in. Whatever comes into you, you're like a giant chemistry lab. You analyze, you study, you experience, you grow. So if you put energy out to the universe, what you get back always makes you more because you can never become less than what you are. You can only accumulate. You can never deteriorate. Energy is bigger. Tonal can become, you can have something, but never use it. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you never use it, you might as well never have it. It doesn't matter. Then you might you have a low tone. It's the knowledge that makes you have a high tone. Tone is something that you, you, you if you can you can have the tuning fork. You have the knowledge. You have the tuning fork. But if you don't practice it, if you don't bang it, then then it's not being used. It's just a total job. It'll there. There's no sound. if You make it sound. You have to fork the effort. of
3: like singing. Everybody. Does. And sure.
4: So, one of the things I suggest to you to do is, 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 if you want a technique, I mean, it's really not a technique. It's, it just would make sense. Lay down in a private place without other people. Clear your mind. Think about a little bit of your past. Think about choose a moment in your life and recreate it completely visually in your mind. That very moment. That very place feel what you felt then but as an adult now or, or with the knowledge that you have now as, as a more mature person and and kind of give to yourself
5: like, if I only do that, what I know now, like, oh, so in other
4: words say to yourself in emotion it's going to be okay it's going to be alright mm-hmm. that's right almost like you now don't think about whether it's going to work or not. just simply do it you see let me explain something else to you let's say that time cannot be moved, we can't move through time. But you are still reliving every single moment of your existence from the day you were born in here. It doesn't stop. Under hypnosis you can relive incredible details that you think you totally have forgotten. Every single second is recorded. We are the best recording system probably in the entire world. There is not even a computer that can come even close to us. We record in sound, we record in sight, we record in smell, we record in taste, and we record in touch and texture. Wouldn't you like to be able to plug into the TV and, and become the character in the movie and really relive he everything they're doing? But, 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 to, but the point is is that the point is is that this is what you've done for your whole life. You as a soul have recorded this fifty to hundred years of your life. It's a giant recording. You are giant, state-of-the-art camcorder, and everything is recorded in here. So, who you are now, how you perceive things in the world, how you think, the limits of what you feel, the limits of what you think, the, the things that prevent you from doing psychic things, are all of the things that you experience from the highlights and moments what is in your mind. They are all your personalities. The child is still in you. The adult is still in you. The angry person is still in you. The, the lover is still in you. Remember what I said earlier. You guys are made of multi, hundreds of different personalities. Hundreds of personalities were all created in the day you started living. Go back into your mind. Find those personalities. They are alive. And console them so that they can become more at eight years old, in your mind. So when they presently move to the conscious now, which is in your mind, you all of a sudden go, "Ah, oh, I just feel like I understand more all of a sudden." It's like making an investment that ten years ago. could
5: uh-huh. so project
4: the mentality of our, of our to, to that. So it would be, yeah. you amplify the now, you amplify what you are now. You amplify um, your spiritual, you amplify your wisdom. The future now. right
5: now, I can be doing it. this to right
4: now. Exactly. exactly. It doesn't matter if you really are going back in time or if you're going back in the It's still going to pay off. It's very amazing. Five second intermission. Does there anybody have any questions this morning? As always, a philosophical group that Well, I want to ask: Is it more
5: important uh, to project more into the future? You know,
4: you you live the past, so you can, you have more knowledge of changing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The so that's something that you know obviously it's easier to affect the past because even if it's just a mental. Thing, you know? Like I said before, I think that all psychic abilities are suppressed. That as Neanderthal man, we survived using psychic abilities, um, or coronary As we walked, because we don't live in the caves, in the oceans, we walked anywhere, um, we, we were preyed on. We had to know which way to go for water, which way to do certain things, what to what, sense to know if something was preying on us. These were all psychic abilities. We lost those psychic abilities. All of those psychic abilities are still within the capability of your brain, but they are repressed. They're still there because I can sense somebody's watching Yeah, but, but not all of your senses, and certainly not to their full potential, okay? The point is, is that they are all suppressed, and the idea is how do you breathe that knowledge? How do you breathe that emotion, those, those senses? And they are they are suppressed by society's structural thinking that has been impounded into your brain at this point. And by healing yourself, kind of giving yourself psychotherapy, if you will, okay? You release certain things. You release certain emotional patterns within the brain that allow you to feel and sense things. And I I think that's really a big deal. Um, The other thing is is that you have to experience yourself. There's a little trick to experiencing yourself. everybody thinks of themselves, but they never experience themselves. You know exactly the kind of emotion you need to fill a certain blockage. You see, you know, we know that all animals need a certain amount of affection. We know that um, monkeys need to hold a doll or, or have a, a, a weaker mother. They, they are more secure and more developed. And the monkeys that grow that don't have that, their intestine. And one of the things is, is I think a lot of people don't have a communion with themselves. As I said to you before, there's there's the me and there's the I. The I is your soul, the me is your flesh and blood. If you are both, so you have to learn to to work with both. Um, one of the interesting things if you want to try to feel inner emotion and, and then have a big time doing this in certain cases, but Sit, at the, sit, sit up to so your feet are touching them, or sit, even play style or something. Sit up. Okay, we ready for silliness now? I want you to, has anybody here ever hugged themselves? Have you ever I hugged? I've right. my, myself on the back.
2: Yeah. I mean, how many of you
4: guys can really admit that in your own privacy that you've attempted to hug yourself? I don't, I don't believe Have that. Have you ever tried to nurture yourself? Okay. What I want you to do is to simply hug yourself. Feel what it is to feel you turning yourself inward. It's a very interesting concept. To hug yourself, you feel what what is somebody almost embracing, you. But it's you that's embracing you. So the patterns of your brain go, wait a minute, what's going on? But there's another part of you that becomes sympathetic to the self. And it's very healing. And I think that if cancer patients, and ill people did this. They would heal themselves at a very rapid rate. Because what are you doing? You have an inner universe. You have millions of living organisms in your body. How do you relate to yourself? Other than saying, oh, I'm doing good, or she, or, or, this, and that. You don't. You need to learn to love yourself by a form of, of saying everything is good, everything is working good, everything is healthy. And one of the ways you can do that is by hugging yourself. Not the fact that it's like... Aware thing to do, but it's, it's a thing of turning your inner mind on yourself. So just go ahead and do this for a second. Put your hands up like so, and just kind of close your eyes and feel your arms touching yourself. Almost love yourself, okay? Almost like you're embracing yourself, as man to, to a father or a mother. You know, that kind of affection. Just that, like you just want to say that I'm so happy, I'm proud of you, I, I feel good with you, and I, I want you to, to evolve, I want you to something more than what you are, but to, to give that nurturing, but also to feel yourself feeling yourself. That's the duality of this. Is, is it your brain saying, wait a minute, I can feel others, but but how do I explain to myself that I'm experiencing myself? And that's where the brain starts to work in, in a diversified method. It doesn't make logic. You guys can stop that. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? You, yeah. can, you can feel... Yourself feeling yourself. And that's something that's not common to you. It's something actually very foreign. But it feels good, doesn't it?
5: That's why I did meditation, though, It's not physically, like,
4: return my energy to myself. Yeah, but, but, but to have physical contact with the self, physically. Because we are so, our hands are the most sensitive part of our bodies. Well, I'm not going to ask you Right. Well. So <laughs> the point is, is that if you can get rid of the male ego, do you understand what I'm saying? Which is what really prevents us spiritually, okay? Because it, it controls what we allow ourselves to sense feel and do. You can you can heal yourself, but you can also talk to yourself, like you're almost conveying as a second party or a second person telling yourself. You're doing well. You're doing this. You can be the empathetic voice, the voice of encouragement to yourself, and it really works. So, absolutely, female energy. that's <laughs> what I'm trying to point out. As no. to tapping into your polarities. you know,
3: in Area, it's
4: it's working with yourself instead of by yourself. Does that make sense? You're you're helping. To help yourself, you're helping to encourage yourself. You're, I mean, if nobody's going to say a good compliment to you, you don't, you can't say I need compliments right now. You know what I'm saying? I need encouragement right now, because people don't normally know how to do that. I mean, I'm not a very encouraging person. I admit it. But people do need that. That's what those tests were were signifying. Do you understand know what I'm saying with the monkeys and stuff? So the point is, is that if anybody knows what you need, you know what you need. So you can balance yourself by, by understanding yourself. And this is what allows your sensory to become higher and more intuitive and more spiritual, is that if this is balanced, this is balanced. It means you're balanced out here, or you can at least begin to understand that out here. Your mind is constantly in torment or frustration or, or worried about things, or doesn't have any companionship or, or whatever. Be your own best friend.
3: I have, I have a question. Uh, Probably about five years ago, we talked a little bit about this when we talked about the experience of dying, but about five years ago, um, I went through this six-month period of before not ever having like very many regrets or feeling, you know, if I was mean to somebody, or didn't really have guilt over it. Then all of a sudden, this period in my life where I felt all these things from the past I had forgotten about were coming up, and I... Really all this guilt was coming out and all these events of, that I didn't remember, and it was all coming up, and I had to go through the pain that I blocked out before. It was the weird thing.
4: No, but that's true. That's your brain is a machine, and, and the the mind is really who you are. So when the brain starts dumping on you, it can't function. So computer, it's as a computer. Did everybody here not use a computer? I understand that the fundamentals of a computer. If you start putting in software and it starts to bulk up or starts to, to overwrite the auto exact and fix this with other new programs you put in, what happens? It screws all up. You have to shut the computer off, reboot it, let it sort itself out in order to make it function better. And the basic line is that sometimes when you start investigating your own mind, you're gonna you're gonna come across some huge things, huge issues that it needs to resolve. You know, they're doing new studies now on, on the brain. It's very interesting. They were talking about dreams. And they're saying now that one of the new hypotheses about dreams is, is that dreams is your brain's way of working out um, experiences. That when you dream, the reason why it, it does all the things you do is to bring you through certain emotions. It's almost like chemically balance off certain things that you've experienced. <laughs> So my point is is that there's stuff that's buried in boxes that's never been fully digested by the brain to understand why or how come or to conceive. The child always says, why does it rain? Why is this guy blue? Why is this? Why is it? Well, as adults, we do the same thing, just in a more complex way. The brain wants to know. So when painful things happen or things that, that, that shock us or things that, that, that seem intimidating to us, sometimes it's so overwhelming that we can't process it. But as we get older, we have more tools to process those emotions and those thoughts from a time period in the past, even though it still may be painful. So, you know, th- that's a very normal thing, yeah.
5: Well, let like, we were a computer that didn't have the power to process
4: the information. At it's that, that time, bigger. but now that you do. Right, that right. Or sometimes it just sits there, and what it does is it, it affects other parts of you. It could make you ill. It can make you have cancer, tumors. It can affect uh, body illness. It can make you stutter, it can slow your reading capabilities, and you may not even know it's there. You may not even know that you have that problem. You may think that you're resolved with all the problems in your life or all the issues, but they're still there. So it's it's a matter that you have to sit down and, and think about your whole life from the earliest stage and just kind of go through your whole life kind of like fast forwarding, you know what I'm saying? But to console yourself and say, "Yeah, that really sucked," or "That sucked when my father did that to me," or "Did that to my mom," and I was really nervous. you know something? I'm here now. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, and I'm going to be okay. And it sounds like a, a kind of a queer thing to do, but the point is, is that if you want to reach the highest level of your mental capability, isn't it wise to clear out all of the bullshit in your mind? That's right. You have, you have to lay the foundation, and that's what makes it a sharp mind. Everybody's got bullshit. It's just a matter of, of you kind of doing a, a defragmentation of a computer. You know, as you're defragmenting, You're sorting, and, and fixing, and, and making everything work the best that you can. Next question, think. Yeah, it's funny you said that about the, the dream thing, about how it like, rests, like, that us basically just, just, frankly, absorbing everything right that day, or, how you really know taking it in, I think Someone told me that the other day when I was talking to him, I like, was trying to explain to him that, like what you were saying earlier, how your spirit's in your heart, I you've mean, not seen that fully you just experienced it. And it's, it's like when you sleep,
5: your spirit doesn't sleep, you know, it needs supposed place right. to go. Right. So it goes up in your brain, Last through your memories, it takes all the shit we've learned during the day, So you know, there's whatever, you wake up, and back, you that's exactly what I was trying to explain to him, but he but he explained what he told me, and that's, that's pretty true. Yeah, you know, that's so and also kind of like I, I see what you're saying like about like the soul and like the sort of form of the shit. Yeah. But isn't it also something like where like part of the essence kind of like goes out? Well,
1: of, like, I, I don't know. Were you
4: here for the dream class that I did? I mean, we did a whole a whole discussion on it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, I discussed a lot of, of, of all of it for probably a good couple three four hours maybe I don't know. I dreams a lot. Of it and I discussed that. I don't necessarily think that's the only no, thing. I think that there's stages.
5: Right. Oh, no, wait, I was there. Yeah, I was there for that. I remember and, like you were saying like the most important times, too. That's like, right. Like when,
4: yeah. when, uh, and the other thing that I wanted to mention was that the speed that you process information, one hour can be made to 10 hours worth of normal time because you can speed the process up of thinking in that state of mind with like the computers and hit in turbo. Still calculate the figures out, but it takes five seconds compared to ten minutes. But isn't that the subconscious mind? That isn't necessarily like superconscious. It's super not the conscious. conscious mind. It's not the super
5: subconscious. You said the it's, subconscious. It's not the subconscious. Yes, yeah, so you can and say stuff.
4: it's well. Nobody really knows. Right. I mean, there's no real way to say specifically what part it. Is. To me, it's the machine. The machine is processing. The mind is is, is yeah, idly is observing. It's observing what the hell this thing is doing and trying to understand what it's doing. But the brain, the brain is like processing all this data and, and trying to whatever, and probably throwing out a lot of useless data also, just trying to make sense of the pivotal moments. But, um, I mean, there's different levels. I mean, there's parts where you leave your body and come back. There's this, it depends. Well, that's it's, all, like, it's all in the sleep mode and That's what I to ask
5: about. Doesn't like the super conscious state, since it's not attached to the body, it kind of like, uh, nothing kind of disperses like away from the body.
4: Well, I already recharge, told you I don't recharged. believe I don't believe that you leave your body. I believe you send probes out energy that is simultaneously thinking at the same time you're sending the images to your brain as it's traveling. People say it's astral rejection, It's not.
5: So, say your aura is also part of your superconscious. So right. You, you're
4: multitasking. There. There. Is that the best way? Like the yeah. computer, yeah. you can yeah. use the modem, you can process the program with numbers on it, and you can play a game at the same time. So it's all running on the The totality of
5: your energy is still there. Yes, there?
4: absolutely. Onward and forward, which brings me now to phase whatever we're into. Uh, I see that we're dealing a lot with a lot of mentalness of all of this. Um, I was reading a, a book that uh, one of my students sent me, named Brian Hawaii, sent me a book that his father gave to him, or whatever, I was looking and It's about this guy who basically begins a dialogue with God. And he says in there that God speaks to him through his mind. Kind of write down the really interesting, and it's a lot of the, of the class that i taught my older students and, and I, I thought i'd emphasize a little bit on it now i thought it was very interesting i mean i don't believe he's actually talking to god but in a way he is and a lot of people might go well what do you mean that first of all the book is, is good you guys should read it i'll bring it out and show it to you if you're wrong um i'll bring it out really it's a, a conversation with god or something like that. and um it's it's okay i i think that the guy in courses again anything that comes from a human's mouth, which is not a little bit embellishing. and I think he's got a little bit of a Christ complex going on, but hey, so on. So what the hell? <laughs> um, In either case, he, he brings up this your point of view, and, and I believe everybody can do this. I mean, does God exist, and is God communicating with us right at this very moment? My answer is absolutely yes. The problem is, is we choose not to hear God. We choose not to listen, and that is the big problem. God is, is communicating with us as much as the cells of your body are communicating with you. Okay? And it's just a matter of list number two. It's if we are made of the fabric and body of God, we must have a direct link. We just have to figure out what that is. Okay? Now of course I believe in Skywalker in the horse concept, so I believe God is an energy that permeates us, it goes through the walls, through the tables, through us, through everything. It's a living force. It is us. It is it. So therefore, if that's the case, then we should have a direct link to understanding God. Well, remember when I was speaking about that alter voice, that, that that second consciousness? Well, this is what this guy uses in order to convey to him his, his thoughts. He asks a question and he freely allows this alter ego or this altered part of his mind to speak to him as a representation of God. Now he believes it's God, but I'll call it a representation of God because I don't really necessarily think it's God. But in this representation of God, speaks to him and tells him how to understand things or what certain things really mean. Now, you have what is called a super subconscious. That super subconscious, if you are an old soul, has lived 10, 20, 30, 100, or 1,000 lives. It is The totality of all of the knowledge that you have existed is stored there. But you cannot directly access it, which goes into other reasons if you read the papers that I wrote on the and everything that is absolute logic. Um, but let's say that you create an alter ego to, to teach you, to talk to you, to, to make you understand certain things. And... So it's a super conscious So it's an access, per se, to some higher knowledge within yourself. It's really you, but it's, it's a higher knowledge of you, so it, of course the knowledge sounds more correct. And this is what this person is utilizing. And, and basically, you know, he asks questions like, you know, well, how do you talk to us? Because I talk to you through well, a function? Emotions is universal language. And I talk to you through the trees, through the things that you see and what you feel, and nothing that you experience in life just happens. It, it happens because I put it there so that you learn something. Of course, all of this I can explain in different fashions also. But the point is there is some truth to all of this. And uh, so one of the things I wanted to say is, is that you guys should try to to maybe do an experiment with this alter ego and to to start conversations with yourself. But you have to be very careful because you can also create a, a lot of problems with Multiple personalities. You see me I'll talk to myself said, you know, well, you can talk to yourself, but don't, you know, you only should be worried if you get answers. And here I'm saying, oh, yeah, listen to the answers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not responsible like yes. for the psychological damage. <laughs> yes. I well, we were, we were talking about, remember when I was asking
3: about John of Arc, and you were saying at that time people were taught to, to be schizophrenic, who had a lot of those voices. Right. Is that the same kind of you um, said there's, there's a fine line between you and consciousness. Well, yes, going into they, they
4: could have a chemical imbalance that really overrode them. I mean, it talked to them even when they didn't ask them questions. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, let's go do this. Huh, what? what? Um, so those are, are something you should keep in mind. But I always listen to my inner self. A lot of the ways that I teach you guys is by by analyzing how I do this or how I can do things psychically or how I know this have to think about how did I know this or how do I do this when I do it? A lot of stuff I do instinctually, without even realizing I'm doing it, I just do it. So I have to sit and say, how did I know that?
5: This uh, um, question, isn't our, uh, like, that knowing or that alter ego, like, it's this, the this, this superconscious, right? Basically, like, the soul's totality of knowledge, and so wouldn't that be classified as intuition or intuition?
4: Uh, um, there's intuition, so that's emotion, there's is logical, emotion. there is emotional. there yeah, is, yeah, but you can't always trust intuition either. Intuition is only based on what you can bridge. You can only judge something by by what you can compare it to. And therefore, it's valuable in my, my opinion. It's not trustworthy. But then you have to trust it, so there's a duality there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, all I'm saying is this is right and wrong to everything. As long as you can keep that in mind, and never just say, this is absolutely this way or that's absolutely that well, way. What I'm saying is, out of my totality of my superconscious, it, sh- it sure hell out a lot more than my conscious.
5: So it sure is a lot more trustworthy than my no, rational mind no, intuition. No,
4: no, 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 it's not. You know what? Your alter ego or that part is also influenced by your your manipulative side, your, your uglier side, the side that wants to, to manipulate or control, I mean, there's influences you know. Mahatma Gandhi once said, "No good man is completely good, and no bad man is completely bad." The truth of the matter is, is, every human being is is got a dark side. I believe that. Okay, yeah, totally. but the point is, what you're saying is to trust us, and what I'm saying this is not to trust. Them. Who's to say that it can sound absolutely logical to you, but with malicious intentions? That's and so will that. you be able to judge those malicious intentions, or be even smart enough to realize that you really mean one them? And even if it's really you who's being one-sided, but you're, you're creating this whole alter ego. This is a perpetual argument. It can go forever. The point is that my answer is just no, you can't completely trust There's you The only thing you can really trust is your inner heart, your inner soul. And if you want to call it intuitive, you can call it intuitive. I don't call it intuitive. What intuitive it. Is, is feeling what he's feeling or feeling what she's feeling or scanning or whatever. Right. What I call intuitive
5: means what, what my soul knows. Be well,
4: then that's, that's good but what then, then just be careful what logical association kicks in also do you understand what i'm saying because what you feel can be can be changed to feel something different that feels very real through mental thought or rationalization do you follow me mm-hmm. it's, it's very complex i think a little bit of both isn't it because it's not just purely
5: everything because things. you need it's logic everything. well you need logic to guide emotion so it's a little bit of both right
4: Any other questions? Mm-hmm. You're know, just hopping with information and just telling you the questions, huh?
3: That's everything you're talking about. This concludes Time Stepping, Part 2
1: of 2. A lot of people ask us where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation Meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available, At higherbalancebooks.com order the set on discount now and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders again that's higherbalancebooks.com go there now order your set and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts follow us on instagram at higher balance institute all one word If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation.
0: It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy, more than just a thought but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions, more than a faded idea within your consciousness but rather A vivid reality so clear, it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life. Consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are, and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world.